Welcome to the Do What You Love podcast, a podcast with a mixture of personal development and career advice to help you reach your full potential. Now over to your host, Hello Life Purpose Champion, Amanda Heal. Do What You Love podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Heal. Today I'd like to talk to you about limiting beliefs and offer four ways that I believe you can overcome them. Firstly, what is a belief? Well, the Macquarie Dictionary defines a belief as something that is believed. It's an accepted opinion. It's a conviction of the truth or the reality of a thing based on grounds insufficient to afford positive knowledge. And we all know that limit means to restrict or confine. So what are some examples of limiting beliefs? I'm not good enough for this job or another job. I've specialised, so I can't possibly do anything else. All my family have done X, so I have to as well. I'm too old or I'm too young. I don't know enough. It has always been this way and so therefore it should continue. One of the most crippling limiting beliefs in my life, which is the one that I'm going to use mainly in this podcast, is the belief that as a totally blind person, I couldn't catch buses. It's the most crippling belief because I suffered from it for about 20 years and it got so bad that anytime I would hear a bus go by, my heart would race and I'd start to feel quite ill. And I'd sigh with relief once it was gone. Oh, thank goodness. I don't have to catch the bus. So how do you overcome these beliefs? Well, the first thing I believe you need to do is recognize it as a limiting belief. Because limiting beliefs can often be subconscious. You're not even aware that you're believing it or it's limiting you. I mean, in my case, the the belief I couldn't catch buses, it was as clear as day. But, you know, sometimes we just believe stuff and we're not even aware that we, we believe it. It's just subconscious. So one of the best ways to recognize a limiting belief is to see what it's stopping you from doing. So... It might stop you from applying for a job. It might stop you from leaving a job that you don't like. It might stop you from living out a dream that you have. And you'll see this because someone will say, well, why don't you do X? And you'll start making excuses. And that's a really good sign of a limiting belief. So in my case, someone would say, oh, well, you know, you can get that by bus. And I go, oh, no, 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 can't, can't possibly do that. If I catch a bus, I'll get lost, and that'll be an absolute catastrophe. And besides, I don't know the bus timetables. I don't know which bus to to catch. I won't know where to get off. I won't know which bus is coming. I don't know the way once I get off there. At my destination, you know, it's, it's just all too hard. So really, but really thinking about this, they're all really just excuses. My belief that I couldn't catch buses was preventing me from traveling independently as a blind person. I had to go everywhere by taxi. Or I had to get lifts. And if I couldn't get a taxi or a lift, or I couldn't walk there, I just didn't go. And there were some things I I missed out on because I just couldn't get there. Another limiting belief that I had was that I had over-specialized. I got to the end of my 17-year legal career. And for the last seven years, I had drafted Commonwealth legislation. And so... When I started to get restless and want to leave my job, I didn't because I thought, oh gosh, I've over-specialised. I can't possibly do anything else legal. 
and so I'll just have to stay here. The other belief I had was I couldn't possibly do anything outside of government because I'd always worked in government and my parents had told me way back when I started work in the 80s that, well, you know, you're a blind person so you need to stay in the public service. It's, it's a safe place. You'll never lose your job and if you do get made redundant, they'll put you on the unattached list forever. So you won't ever have to worry about losing your job and they'll always provide everything for you. So stay in the public service. So that I never even considered that I could do something outside the public service. So recognise that it is a limiting belief. Number two, decide whether it's important enough to overcome this belief. Once you've recognised that it's a limiting belief and once you've realised that what it's stopping you from doing, then is it important enough to overcome this belief? Well, for 20 years of my life, catching buses? No, it wasn't important enough. Okay, I might occasionally miss catching up with a friend or something like that, but it wasn't important enough to me to overcome the extraordinary fear that I had developed. So I just never did. But then, once I ended my legal career in 2014, I retrained as a John C. Maxwell speaker, trainer and coach because I had this dream that I would love to be a motivational speaker. And so I finished my training. I came back to Canberra from Florida and I was approached by the Guide Dogs Association of New South Wales and ACT and they said to me, would you like to be a PR speaker for the Guide Dogs Association? We'll train you, we'll pay you and we think you'd be really good at it. And I said, yes, yes, I'd love to. I'd love to. This will be fantastic. I get to practice all my new speaking skills. I get to earn some money and I get to do something to pay back guide dogs for all the services and the four guide dogs that I've had over the years. So, yes, I'd love to do it. When they asked how I was going to get to speaking events, I said, well, by taxi, of course, like any other self-respecting speaker who can't drive. But then when they informed me that I would be expected to get to as many of the venues as possible using public transport, I nearly threw up in the interviewer's lap. In fact, I was speaking to her the other day and she said she still remembers the look of sheer panic on my face when I thought about catching buses. But then I thought about it and I thought, this is actually something really important to me. I really do want this job and I think I would be good at this job. And it's a way of giving back to guide dogs. So this is important enough to overcome this limiting belief that I have. Number three, question the truth, reality and origin of the belief. So you could look at the belief and you could research it. Is it, is it actually really true? In my case, it wasn't true. There were lots of other blind people out there catching buses, multiple buses. So... The belief that a blind person couldn't catch a bus was, was untrue. It was also untrue because I had caught buses quite happily for six years of high school, seven years of uni, and the first couple of years of work. So, of course, I could catch buses. I had just developed such a phobia that I believed that I would get lost, that I was unwilling to do so. You can discuss your belief with other people and they can possibly refute it for you. 
I talked to guide dogs about it and they said, well, we can train you. That's fine. You know, we're not going to say, well, off you go, catch a bus to the first talk you have. We'll we'll train you. We got on a stationary bus and just practiced getting on and off, getting on and off, getting on and off, finding a seat, pressing the bell, listening to the doors opening and closing. And then we went on our first trip where we just went a few stops with an instructor sitting next to me. And I kept myself calm by talking incessantly all the way. I also went to a session whereby the person I was taking over from was training bus drivers and telling them all the ways they could make bus travel more accessible for blind people. Doing things like when they stop the bus, they say, oh, this is the number 32 going to Westfield. Or there's a vacant seat on your right. Or even, well, most most importantly, actually waiting until the blind person sits down before they take off. So that made me feel a lot calmer. So I finished my training by going on longer trips on my own, meeting the instructor at the other end. And eventually I got to the point where I now travel all over Canberra by bus independently. It took a while for me to get over the fear. But I've now got to the point where I will actually check my emails between stops. I'm not quite there good enough to read a book or listen to a podcast, but I will check my emails in between stops while listening to the next bus announcements that we have here. You could also put it to the test, your limiting belief, as I did in my my training. And you could prove that it's not true. Is your limiting belief really real? Or is it just a fear like mine was? Also, where does it come from? I had a number of limiting beliefs that I used to suffer from, and these came from my childhood. I was just at a conference the other day, and we had an 80s night as part of the conference, and we got to play games. Team games used to make me feel really quite anxious because when I was a child, the kids would say, oh, we don't want her on our team, she'll make us lose, which was true. I mean, I don't blame them really because I wasn't very good at any sort of sport or team game. I couldn't run very fast and I wasn't, I was hopeless at catching things and I just really wasn't a sporty person. So I really wasn't someone who you wanted on your team, but it's a pretty awful thing to hear repeatedly when you're a child. Uh, So I still, as a 50 year old woman, had the belief that people didn't want me on their team. But I found to my delight that The lovely women at this conference actually did want me on their team. They were very happy to have me on their team and did everything they could to assist me with the games, which was really great. And sometimes we lost and sometimes we won. So that was a really good lesson for me that just because I developed a belief through something that happened in my childhood doesn't mean that it's necessarily still true as an adult. A limiting belief might be a cultural belief that you've grown up with. So number three was question the truth, reality and origin of the belief. And finally, number four, defeat it. You could look at alternatives to the belief. What's the alternative to I can't catch buses? The alternative is I can catch buses. I need to catch buses. It could actually be quite good to catch buses. What's the alternative to I've over-specialised? Well, maybe I haven't. Or maybe those skills that I have gained in my specialisation can be used for other things. 
What's the alternative to the public service is a safe place and I should stay there? Well, actually, it's not anymore. And I'm now working outside of the public service, owning my own business and happier than I ever was before. You could use positive affirmations to overcome your negative beliefs. I know when I was being bullied in one of my jobs, I used to spend my bus trips to and from work telling myself that I was good at my job, that I was worthy, that I didn't deserve to be bullied. And that helped me or prevented me from believing what the bully was saying to me. So you could use positive affirmations. You could use your faith, if you're a person of faith, to overcome your limiting beliefs. You could look up scripture that would help you do that. Or you can just feel the fear and do it anyway, which is sometimes what I've had to do in my life to overcome limiting beliefs. Now, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Do What You Love podcast. Until next time, have a great day and do what you love. You've been listening to the Do What You Love podcast with Amanda Heal. Feeling unfulfilled and frustrated and unclear what to do next? Access Amanda's Are You Living Out Your Purpose quiz and resources to get you started on your journey to doing what you love at www.purposevisionfuture.com. That's purposevisionfuture.com.